HIT Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. As always, we are dropping into your feed every Tuesday with what I hope is a bite-sized, digestible, really fun follow for you. And we are back with a little hit chat, a chit chat. I am extremely excited to bring out our guests. Without further ado, this week's episode is sponsored by Montage Insurance Solutions. And our guest is Dr. Hunter Vincent. Dr. Hunter, hello, sir. How are you? Hi, Toby. Thanks for inviting me here. Yes, it's great to have you here. He is double board certified, having completed his residency in physical medicine and rehabilitation at UC Davis. Go Aggies. Also a fellowship in pain medicine from UCLA and the VA Center. He is the past chair of the board and chief advisor for the Medical Advisory Committee for the Los Angeles Arthritis Foundation and the co-founder of Pogo Health, but probably most importantly, longtime friend. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you out here, man. And if, uh, I, you know, I, I watch our numbers go up every week and I'm very grateful for that. Unfortunately, a lot of our, our folks uh, consume us on, on Apple, on Spotify, audio only. So if you didn't know that we are also uh, YouTube and video, you should log in for the, uh, the devilishly handsome Long time, buddy. Big, long resume. Uh, thank you, truly, honestly. Thanks for coming out, man. Honestly, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm sorry for the dip in your ratings that's going to happen <laughs> after this week, but, you know, we can only do so much. So, <laughs> You know, my mom makes up, you know, half of our audience. So. <laughs> that's good. Just keep it on repeat. That's good. Good, good, good. Um, you know, I know you have a lengthy background, uh, and frankly, it's it's really been a pleasure to, to not only be your, your, your friend, but a professional admirer of all the things that you've accomplished we talked a little bit about uh, before the the getting together today. What you think our audience might really benefit from hearing from someone like you? And we, we sort of centered around pain management. Certainly, I think it's it's usually not everyone's favorite topic. It's rather painful, but chronic pain in the workplace is something that I think is particularly important for your demographic. Yeah, yeah, and I, I wonder if you know, you might be able to illuminate a little bit when you talk about your world, your expertise, just, just pain management in general, how pervasive that is, how few conversations are happening. You know, talk to me a little bit about some of your thoughts surrounding some of the numbers. So the stats are pretty staggering and certainly not something that people are Googling all the time, right? But 20% of the U.S. population is living with chronic pain. So chronic pain, by definition, is pain lasting longer than three months. Right, so 20% is roughly around 66 million Americans. Right? Yeah, so 66 million Americans, and obviously those people are in the workforce. Yep, all those people are in the workforce and they're everywhere around us. They're at the water cooler, they're at the, <laughs> at the cafeteria. So they're out there, there there's 66 million Americans that are, that are living with, like you mentioned, chronic pain. And I mean, obviously now it's gonna be hard to quantify, but what percentage of people are having conversations about that? Well, as we talked about earlier, it's probably less than 1%. I would agree, I think that, you know, less than 1% of people are out there having this conversation. But what do you think from an awareness standpoint is something that, you know, if folks here are listening and go, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a big number. A lot of people are dealing with chronic pain. From a pain management standpoint, what's maybe the first thing from a conversation standpoint to even bring up? Well, in line with those statistics, I think it's important to provide a little more scope as far as the context with which you know, how pervasive chronic pain is in the workplace. Yeah. So I think about it in two contexts. So one, there is absenteeism and there's also presenteeism, right? And these are different terms, but also super important. So absenteeism is really, well, how many days is somebody missing or absent in the workplace and related to chronic pain, right? 
on average, that's about nine more days per year. For Meaning someone. folks that have chronic pain, and that's of those 66 million. So those guys are missing nine extra work days a year. Nine extra work days a year, right? Whether it's chronic headaches, whether it's chronic joint pain, back pain, right? The list goes on and on. Fibromyalgia, chronic pain syndromes. So the list of of chronic pain injuries and chronic pain diagnoses is very long. So right. there's a lot of different reasons for someone to miss work, right? Yep. Now, presenteeism, right, is the loss of productivity. So this person is here, they're trying to get through their day, they're having a pain flare, right? If their doctor were to ask them, how's your pain today? They might say it's an eight, yeah. right? So it's a nine. I'm having a horrible day. I'm here at work, but I'm having a horrible day, right? Yeah. So what does that equate to? It equates to cognitive decline, you know, lack of team cohesion, yeah. inability to get through spreadsheets, perform emails, have conversation, communicate, all of these things that are so important for team chemistry in the workplace. Yeah, right. So from a deliverable standpoint, you've got all the, and you said, you know, 20%, right, of, of Americans are dealing with this thing where, hey, I'm going to miss an extra, an additional, above average, nine extra days. And even when I am there, from a deliverable standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, if you had to answer your doctor, you're an eight or a nine, and you're on hour three of this spreadsheet or that meeting that could have been a yep. phone call or an email, that's tough. It's tough. Now, when you think about the loss of productivity, they've done a lot of studies to try to quantify it. On average, they say it's 10 hours lost per week. Wow. Right? So nine more days are missed per year, yeah. and 10 hours per week are lost due to productivity. And if you look at, and I know we talk a lot about healthcare reform and whether it's 30 hours or 40 hours, but the average work week being 40 hours, 25% yeah. dip. Yep, it's pretty astounding. In addition to almost an extra day a month, give or take, right? Right, right. That's profound. So the hit to the system is enormous, yeah. right? Now they've also tried to quantify that, right? And it's $635 billion in economic costs to the system. That's both direct medical costs and indirect costs. And this is all related to, to chronic pain. All related to chronic pain. Which is something that you have a deep expertise in. Certainly. Growing, always learning, right? Yeah. Everybody's journey is a little different, right? Yeah. So each patient experience is different. What if you're an HR person listening right now? You're like, okay, you got me. You, you got me. Toby, Dr. Hunter Vincent, you got me interested in how pervasive this chronic pain thing is. What can I do? I think starting to have a conversation is step one. Yeah. Right? you have to understand that someone else is going through things outside of what is happening at work. Step one, yeah. right? And more often than not, there's going to be a pain experience in there, yeah. right? So learning to have that conversation is important. Now, someone with chronic pain, you start that conversation. They go, I'm having a 10 out of 10 headache right now. I can't even get through my work day. What is, a, what is not a good way to respond? Well, this one time I had a, I sprained my ankle and it uh, really hurts. I, it still hurts. <laughs> not the same. Right. Right. Important to share. Right. <laughs> yeah. But not the same. Right. 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 And so a lot of times we want to compare situations yeah. to say, hey, I've been through something similar. And that can be super important. But for an individual that's been living for 5, 10, 20 years with chronic pain, yeah. this is day in, day out, something that affects their life, their job, their family, their ability to function. Yeah. Right. So understanding how to gently ease into that conversation yeah. and let them share is yeah. super important. That's that's my clinical goal when establishing rapport with a patient, right? Yeah. We need them to open up to talk about it because it feels better to talk about it. I feel like this, and I don't mean to oversimplify, but 
basic step one, as you might even expect when you really zoom out, think about this is understanding, right? Yeah. Understanding. And, and the understanding is that everyone's journey is different with chronic pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can go back to the basics, right? So if having the conversation is the first step, right, then there's adding a layer of support. Right. right. So what can we do? What are some action steps that we can do? All of the other foundational steps for health and wellness are super important with chronic pain. Right. Yeah. So basic concepts of movement, sleep, diet, nutrition, nutrition, right. All of these things are super important for laying the foundation to improve healthy living. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are effects on pain. We know that individuals who are obese have a dose dependent increase in pain. So the more overweight and obese that someone is, the more that their pain scores are going to go up. Mm. It's correlated. Right, right. Right. We also know that an individual with chronic pain is three times more likely to have a mental health disorder like depression or anxiety and all of the above. Which obviously impacts not only, like you said, absenteeism, but certainly presenteeism too. Certainly. And there are additional days lost in productivity that come along with mental health disease, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some of these conversations you have with, the lawyer, some of these conversations you have with the HR folk, but you're a doctor. And so from your point of view, just your point of view, and I get that you know, you're not in the aforementioned things, but but you are a doctor. What do you think from from an employer, you know, can you have these conversations? Or I mean, what in your estimation, if you're an employer out there listening, I, I, I get that you're, you're going to talk a little bit about, you know, trying to have some understanding and trying to have some grace. When you talk about things that get a little touchier and squishier, like obesity and stuff like that. What's an employer's role in that in your mind as a doctor? It's difficult, right? Because as a clinician, when I have those conversations with individuals, right, whether it's smoking, obesity, diabetes, I sometimes say, listen, I'm, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's my job to deliver the hard truth, Yeah. right? So if, if you smoke and you're overweight and you have diabetes, listen, there are things we can, can do we can do to control that. Right. And there are steps that we can take. Right. I'm here to help you, right. but I'm also not here to tell you that everything's going to be okay right. if you continue down this path. Well, and you know, from an employer standpoint, I think what you're giving is a lot of clinical background on why a wellness program, why right. a smoking cessation program, yeah. why a steps contest or a weight loss competition, not just, hey, for health insurance purposes, blah, 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 but the human beings, the 20% of people that yeah. are missing nine extra days and 10 hours a week and all that, right? I mean, talk to me about that. Well, and that's the level of support that you can provide from an HR standpoint, right? Yeah. Start looking at all of these other resources to create the healthy foundation yeah. and understand that there's value add in the setting of chronic pain, right. right? At Pogo, our chronic pain, our virtual chronic pain company, this is what we're trying to do is bring these resources to patients, make them more accessible, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to exactly get into next, which is, you know, you have thoughts on some of this stuff and you even have sort of um, laid out a professional ambition to try to, to, to put a dent in some of this. So we've talked a little bit about maybe what HR and employers can do. What, what are you doing? How, how, just talk to me about what, are, what is Dr. Hunter Vincent doing right now with respect to pain, chronic pain, surgery, not surgery, what's going on? So I'll give you the quick bullet, but basically I'm, I'm trained as a proceduralist, right? So doing epidurals, procedures, joint injections, hip injections, all that kind of stuff, right? There is a role for procedures and injections in the health spectrum. There 100% is. However, where we do a really poor job of providing that support is with all of the other foundational resources, right? 
So I consider things like exercise, nutrition, mental health support, right? We just don't do a good job of giving patients that before they need the injection or the surgery, right? And then we're backpedaling saying, oh, well, nothing's worked. Let's try to do this. So what we're doing with POGO and what my life's mission is, is to try to make those resources easily accessible to everyone that wants to use them and utilize them, right? Yeah. Now, you can't force someone to use them, right? If they don't want to exercise, they don't want to work in their mental health, you can't, you know, you're going to lead a horse to water, right? Yeah. But we need, one of the reasons they're not doing it is because it's not accessible, yeah. right? So yeah. what, what we're doing with POGO is bringing health coaches together with mental health therapists, pain physicians, physical therapists, and providing it through a virtual platform giving them not only the in-person kind of human connection, but also the patient education and the resources to then utilize it and execute in their daily life, right? So the idea is this is clearly a major and pervasive thing here in America, just sort of calling the pieces where they are on the board. Certainly. And we've got this really downstream procedural, surgical sort of an impact, and you're trying to slot it in the middle and say, look, there, there's a there's a, a range of potential outcomes here. But I think if we consider this a spectrum and we start a little earlier on the spectrum or somewhere, you know, back over here, there's lots of things that you, that POGO, that that, that are available in general. Certainly. And also let's think about the downstream effects of starting these foundational you know, resources earlier. Can we prevent the knee surgery? Can we prevent the spine surgery? Can, can we? Pre- we? We can. Yeah. Right? Because we know that by decreasing our weight, by working on our mental health, right? Just knowing how much that affects the chronic pain journey, we can decrease the severity of those symptoms, which ultimately lead people to getting surgeries because they can't deal with the pain anymore. Right. 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 Man, that's, it's super interesting. It's, it's this, this nuanced sort of facet of the American healthcare system that I'm just so grateful to have you as an expert kind of in and talking about. Honestly, for me and for everyone that's part of our team, we, we believe in this level of foundational support, yeah. right? And it's a conscious effort to do that and to commit to it, right? Yeah. But that same conscious effort can be done in the workplace with employers and with HR professionals and with other people in leadership, right? Yeah. It starts from the top and you set the tone for the entire environment of your team, right? Yeah. And I think in healthcare, we are trying to do that and we're hoping that it catches fire and other people try to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. So to put it in a nutshell, Chronic pain is a major issue, and you have a goal, at least here today, of maybe bringing a little bit of awareness. Certainly trying to, to raise awareness, but also trying to open the conversation. Yeah. You know, I think we can do a better job of having the conversation with our colleagues and even you know, with larger health organizations. If anyone listens to this and thinks, I really am intrigued and I, I want to know a little bit more, I want to have a question. Is there a way they can get a hold of you or Pogo or, you know, and, and please, you know, plug? Certainly, yeah. So they can go to our website at www.pogo-health.com. P-O-G-O. P-O-G-O-health. Or they can reach out at info at pogo-health.com. We'd be happy to talk to them. I myself would be happy to talk to them yeah. and explain more about our programs that we offer. Yeah. And, and, and now I'm thinking, you know, just from the insurance hat, you know, groups that have any version of self-funding and they own the claims, and so now there's hard dollar costs of this in addition to the absenteeism and just in the presenteeism, in addition to just the human element of, guys, let's be a little aware that 20% of our workforce are dealing with chronic pain. There's probably some downstream actual financial benefits to folding you and Bogo in. Absolutely. And that's our goal, right, is to show the value by decreasing the need for some of these you know, pricey 
and invasive procedures down the line. Yeah. We can decrease that cost. We can improve the workforce morale and mental health and all of the above. We think there's value add on both sides. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And, and, you know, as I mentioned, we have, we've, uh, uh, mutual college friends that go back, you know, 20 years. Yeah. So I, I'm just, uh, I, I've been such a fan of all the work you do. And when I found a synergy um, between, you know, the, the, the organization, your backgrounds, y- your expertise, and, and us here on the podcast, I'm just really grateful to have you out, man. Honestly, it's, it's great to see our worlds collide again. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you guys know how to get a hold of them. That's all the time we have this week. Uh, until next week, make this the best weekend.